The Razorback basketball team suffers one of their worst losses of the season, at least according to Eric Musselman. Why some officiating problems continue to plague the SEC and some Super Bowl nonsense. This is the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037thebuzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Head over to Bet Online where the game starts. Hope everybody had a wonderful weekend. And uh, I'm apologizing if you hear any background noise uh, on today's podcast, because apparently uh, the neighbor over next to me decided to really start redoing their roof at around 630 in the morning. So I'm, I'm, I'm having a great Monday and uh, I'm making it work and not that I'm complaining about waking up at 630. It's just one of those things. that's just like common courtesy or whatever. But also because of the major weather changes, I'm trying to battle through some of this crap. That's like, you know, I don't have COVID or anything like that, but it's just like I always get, uh, you know, like when you got go from cold to extreme warm weathers, usually has a lot of uh, impacts on your your sinuses and your allergies and all that stuff, too. So I'm basically battling through that. So I apologize and hopefully it doesn't sound like complete and total crap. But either way, Razorback basketball, the game against Alabama on Saturday was an extremely frustrating one beyond belief. Like it may have been to me as much as you can look back on the loss to Vanderbilt or Hofstra or whatever, those are bad losses, and there's no doubt about it. But this loss was one to where it's a quality team you played on the road, and you did all the same things that have made you go on that long win streak and be so effective. Like You did all the same things. You were able to get Alabama to turn the ball over a lot, which they turned it over 24 times. You were able to get to the free throw line more than Alabama, 24 times compared to 17 times. You were able to out-rebound Alabama 46 times to 40 times. You had some pretty uh, nice plays. Jalen Williams goes for 22 points. Stanley Mude goes for 19 points. J.D. Note goes for 12 points. You know, it seemed like you had pretty much most of it, at least, in hand. Like, it felt like that's the type of performance you want to have if you want to take on a team like Alabama on the road and expect to win. That's what you felt. But unfortunately for the Razorbacks, you can't go on the road and shoot 31% from the field and expect to win. And that right there, it makes it the worst part about it is that you did everything right. You did all the same stuff. You know your recipe to win. Like everybody's recipe in in college basketball might be a little bit different. But Arkansas's recipe to win is the same. Great defense. Get to the foul line. Cost turnovers. Turn those into second chance points. All that stuff. Didn't happen. Well, it happened. Just you didn't execute it when it came to getting the ball in the hole. 
Simple as that. And if you want another fun stat, that's probably going to make you mad. It's not even like Arkansas went and crazy and had to go shoot a bunch of shots from three or from outside the paint or anything like that. Arkansas went nine of 23 on layups. Nine of 23 on layups. Oh, for two on dunks. Now that makes it even worse. I felt bad for DC Tony. Because DC Tony went one of 11 in this game. And I don't think he's, he's shot a single jump shot. And he's been, and this is not something like he just, you know, he's not good underneath because he is. He has shown all season long. He is really good at second chance points, going underneath, getting those rebounds and putting them back. Like he's done that all year long, but this time just didn't happen. He goes one of 11. Devo Davis goes two of eight. Chris Likes goes one of eight. Kamani Johnson, good grief. Goes one of four. And all of his were underneath shots. You know, J.D. Note scored 12 points. But once again was out for 16 plus minutes in the first half because of two early fouls. He goes four of 11. Even Jalen Williams, who was awesome. 22 points, 10 rebounds. One assist, only one turnover. Even he went six of 15. One of five from three. Like, you're not, that sounds so, like, obvious, but even as good of a team that Arkansas can be, especially when they go on the road and play good defense and all that, you can't expect to have a performance like that from the field and win. And, and like, the fact that it's one point makes you always just look back to, to various plays that could have been the difference in the game. Like, if you see Tony getting the technical, which – you know, I didn't think it was that bad, but then there were so many people that was just like, you're going to get a tech on that every single time. Every single time. It's like, okay, I've seen a lot worse behavior, I felt like, that did not get a technical, but that's just me. So it's like that play doesn't happen. They don't get those two extra free throws. Probably win the game. You know, or the uh, review, which we'll talk about in the next segment. If that goes the way it's supposed to go and doesn't lead to an instant basket for Alabama, you probably win. Make another two free throws. Arkansas missed in this game seven, seven free throws. Make another one. Make two. Possibly makes the difference in the game. Now, I say all this to say this as well. It's fine. It's fine. I'm not saying it's okay to lose because it's not. But I don't feel like this game is one of those games where, okay, now reality has set in. They're scaling back. They're regressing. And also, for any of those that said, oh, well, they're just having the Auburn hangover. Get out of here. There was no Auburn hangover. <laughs> like, there was none of that. Just a bad shooting game. And that's why I'm okay with it. And at least in thinking that it's going to be okay the rest of the way. Like, as long as you are still executing what works and doing what works, you're going to be fine. You're not going to have shooting nights like this all the time where you shoot 31%. And Bama shot 43% from the field. So, I mean, they were pretty solid. And they still only won by one. So, I'm, I'm not going to be, you know, just freaking out, throwing my hands up in the air saying, okay, well, what's going on now? How do we fix this? I don't see it as, I mean, it's a big deal, but because you lose. You, don't, you always want to never minimize a loss. 
but I don't think it's going to be a game changing type of game where all of a sudden now I'm I'm freaking out and wondering, okay, well maybe maybe they got they peaked a little too soon or anything like that. I think that's dumb. But they got Missouri coming up next. They're going to have to get it turned around quick, fast, and in a hurry because that's tomorrow night, and that's on the road. And Missouri on the road, no matter who they are, it's always been a tough place to play if you're Arkansas. Football might be over this season, but basketball is in full steam in both pro and college hoops. So from all the latest odds, totals, players' performance props, and where to find the next fired coach is going to land, head over to betonline.net, your number one spot for all betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for your sports scores, podcast, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline has your best sources of hockey, boxing, and UFC right down to your Olympic coverage and information. So head to the website today and use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions at betonline.net, where the game starts. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so I do want to talk a little bit about the officiating, (laughs) which I know it's like, it probably gets old to some. I'm just always talking about officiating and how bad it is. And I don't want to try to sit here and think that I could do better or that it's always as problematic as maybe some of us make it out to be. Because I don't think that's the case. But what I do think is that that game with Arkansas and Alabama and the review process that ended up being such a major change in the game there were two key reviews at the end of the game. One of them, of course, being um, at the end where they said the ball went off on a DC Tony. And they called it out on a DC Tony. So the call on the court was that it was Alabama ball. I saw that replay. And I was like, you know, I don't think it went off a DC Tony. I think that it went off the uh, Alabama player on the other side. I thought it maybe went off him, but... Instead, they called it on a DC. I was like, all right, well, call in the court. But the other one was before that. And that really just got me. Sorry, I'm about to sneeze. <laughs> and um, that one was, to me, more egregious, where you had the call on the court being Arkansas's ball. All right. Nothing wrong with that. And then you had uh, the review process take place. And you had a pretty good angle of it. And when I saw the angle, I was like, okay. Still think that's Arkansas's ball. <laughs> All right. Woo. Got that done. Sorry about that. Um, but I still feel like it was Arkansas's ball. Now I feel great. It's like just the clouds have been lifted. Um, <laughs> but it's still Arkansas's ball. And I was looking at the review. I was like, okay, so this is going to stand. It's a key point in the game. And Arkansas's got a one-point lead. So, therefore, it should go well. But in, in the deepest of my heart, I knew that I was like, no, no, no. It can't go this way. It has to be different. It has to it has to be something different. And sure enough, when Alabama was uh, like going through the review, or the refs were going through the review process and how long it was taking, I'm like, I feel like this should be easy. And eventually, they called the ball to Alabama, gave the ball to Alabama, which of course led to two points for Alabama. And as we know, in a one-point game, makes a huge difference. Now, let me be clear in saying that this review or the referees or whatever did not 
it was not the reason that Arkansas lost the game. I'm not saying that. So before all you trolls out there start freaking out and just being like, oh, how about the derpa-derpa-derpa-derpa? That was the worst one of the wall. Yeah, I admit Arkansas lost this game. Arkansas not shooting the ball well was the main reason why they lost this game. But you can say that while also criticizing some of the officiating. Now, I know that they're not ever going to get every call right. They're human. I get it. But when you have review to go to the monitor and the call on the court officially is Arkansas's ball and you look at the monitor and there is no clear-cut evidence that it's off on Arkansas. In fact, it still looks like it was off on Alabama last because the way that Devo threw the ball down, there's no way the basketball could bounce back his direction without touching that Alabama player. But yet you still call it and overturn the call to give the ball to Alabama. I take major issue with that. I feel like that's the complete and total opposite of what the review process should be. You want to get the call right. Fine, we all do. We all want to get the call right. But then you, you go to the monitor and you look at the call and you see, I'm sorry, you can't. You, there's no way you can clear cut say that that was off on Arkansas. And that was a key moment and a key time in the game. Stuff like that is when it just, because it happened, in, you know, of course, the most famous one is against Auburn um, back in football. Um, if you don't get the calls on the court right in live action, it's annoying, it's frustrating, but hey, Refs have different angles than what we get to see. We don't get to see the replays like they do all the time. Like, it happens. But when you actually go to the monitor and you, like, get time to look at it and in a crucial part of that game and then call it the other way, to me, that is just, that ain't good. That's not what you want to see from any review process. And, you know, maybe it's just because it's, you know, the Razorbacks and ends up being problematic for them. But I just saw that. And I'm like, how in the world does that happen? How do you call it that way? And, you know, you could argue that it led to the, it's like between one or the other, it could have been the difference in this game. Because instead of Alabama getting a shot off and making it, Arkansas may have gotten the ball back. And then maybe they made a shot and extended their lead by three. Like there's so many variances that could have happened in this. But again, I'm not blaming the officials for Arkansas losing the game. I just don't understand how we have review processes that don't like make any sense whatsoever. That it's it's like everyone, everyone's seeing the same thing. People at home are seeing the same thing that the officials are seeing, but yet even though everybody at home clearly comes to the same conclusion, even people that aren't Arkansas fans come to the same conclusion, and then the officials say, nah, no, we see something different. Sorry, I don't buy that. Officials can see things through different lenses all the time. I get that, but I ain't buying the fact that what everybody else saw on TV, that maybe the referees, you know, maybe they had some like infrared goggles that, that showed them or something like that. Only then would I maybe agree with it or say that it was okay, but the rest of it, nah, that ain't, that ain't happening. Built Bar, it's time of year, you know, still trying to keep up strong when it comes to our New Year's resolutions of eating healthier and being more fit and exercising more and all that. But some of you are dropping off. Some of you may have given up on your New Year's resolution. Don't give up. Let Bill Barr help you out. 
You can go to their website at build.com and check out all the amazing flavors that they have of their different protein bar. Like they taste amazing. They're covered in 100% chocolate, but they're healthy. 130 calories, 17 grams of protein. You won't be able to get anything better than that, especially with the different flavors that they have. So I encourage you to go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your next order. It's as simple as that. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your next order at built.com. Check out their flavors. Continue on on that track of making your New Year's resolution possible. Let Built Bar help you at built.com using promo code LOCKED15. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, final segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast, and I'm going to try to make it through it without sneezing again. <laughs> God, it sucks when you're like, you got like allergies and stuff and trying to talk for a living, and especially when you're talking for a living into a camera and there's like no like, you know, breaks or you can't cut it and then just come back to it. It's like, it's almost, it's not live, but it's kind of live. So it's like, this is it. This is what you get. And all the, all the bloopers that go along with it with sneezing and everything like that. So anyways, I appreciate everybody handling it with me and uh, getting through it all. But anyways, uh, Super Bowl happened last night and uh, congratulations to the Rams. You know, I was kind of thinking that I didn't really mind who won this game. Uh, I kind of was a little bit rooting for the Bengals just because I like Joe Burrow. And, uh, I, you know, I don't I don't, I don't ever want to see L.A. win a championship in any sport, especially in a sport like football where they don't care about it. Like, that's always bothered me about, like, Los Angeles or places like that. I'm like, you don't even care. Like, since, like, your crowds don't care. There's no passionate L.A. Rams fans. I don't know, so it bothers me. But anyways, I like Matthew Stafford, though. And I like Sean McVay and uh, I like Cooper Cup. I like... I like uh, OBJ, even though he's kind of wild. I still like him, though. But anyways, Rams end up winning the Super Bowl. Congratulations to them and all that. So with the Super Bowl comes a lot of different stuff that you know people want to talk about and dive into and discuss. And the game itself was good, pretty entertaining. I mean, it had some big plays and obviously came down to the wire and all that. So, I mean, I thought the game itself was great. Um, the commercials, I, I see the com- – I think the commercials have become a thing where – they try so hard to make it so funny or try so hard to like be remembered, but they get like a bunch of casting. They get a bunch of reboot people. They get a bunch of stars and celebrities, which is fine, but it's almost like they go all in on the money for getting the celebrities and like no money on the writing. So it's not funny. It's almost like, Hey, I remember that guy. And that's it. Like there's no chip, like the the like they did a Lay's chip commercial with Seth Rogen and Paul Rudd, which I love those guys and they're great comedians and they've been great. And a lot of my favorite movies have those guys in it. But I'm watching it, I'm like, this isn't funny. <laughs> like these are funny guys, but the, sh- the commercial's not funny. Like they had that, they had a few other ones that's like kind of stood out too. And it's just like, I don't know. None of it made sense as far as the comedy. So I didn't care about the commercials. The halftime performance, like, this is something that people were coming after me for. And I didn't mean anything, like, mean about it. I wasn't saying, like, anyone's stupid for having this opinion. You know, at the halftime show, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Eminem, uh, Mary J. Blige, Kendrick Lamar, 50 Cent even made an appearance, surprisingly. Like, 
you know, it was I it was a good show. Like I enjoyed it. Like I loved a lot of those uh artists and their music and growing up in the, you know, late 90s, early 2000s, loved that music and you know, I still think Dr. Dre Chronic 2001 is like one of the best rap albums I've ever listened to and I ever had. Like all that stuff was true. And the show was really good. But the amount of people that came out on Twitter was saying that was the best halftime show of all time. Hold on. Wait. Great show. Maybe in the top five that I've seen. But I'm not going to go as far as to say that that was the best halftime show of all time. Even in the ones that I've actually seen. <clears throat> like, I thought that bias, Justin Timberlake was better. Again, it's probably got some bias in it. I thought that he was better. I thought Prince still was one of the best ones of all time, if not the best one of all time. Like, I thought that one was great. I mean, I don't know. Like, it's like that one may have been number three for me, number four for me, but I'm not sitting back and saying that that was the best. I just, I don't know. Recency bias just came into play in that one. It's like, because they didn't do anything. It was kind of short, honestly. It was kind of short. They didn't even do Forget About Dre. I was like, you got Eminem and Dr. Dre, and you don't even do get forget about Dre. Like, what? Come on now. So, I enjoy it. So before everyone starts saying it's like, oh, you're just an okay boomer, you know, old bag. Like, no, I, I enjoyed it. I loved the show. Like, I thought it was one of the best ones. But say, oh, without a doubt, best one ever. Chill. Everybody needs to settle down. Appreciate everybody listening into Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at Buzz John Neighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. Keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see.